This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the good stuff. Uh, I'm here on location and top of Rivers Bend Bike Shop here on uh, Walnut Street. It's a really cool space. I'm here with Jamie Sharp. Welcome, uh, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This uh, is when we do need pictures, though. No, we don't need pictures. Uh, Close. Probably get a little closer. Yeah, just in case uh, that the audio is good. So, how did you start uh, to get into bikes? When did you start? Sheesh, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm like every yeah, – as a kid, everybody rode bikes, didn't they? They did. But I mean like – So bikes as far as bike shop bikes, good bikes. I mean, when did you start I mean, hanging I bought, out? I bought my first bike at Seaway. Okay. I had a paper route. Me yeah. and my brother, Brett, and my mom would take us up and we'd make our payments on layaway. Yeah. And it was a Huffy with a number plate. I remember the bike. I look at them on eBay thinking, man, I'd like to have one of them just to sit around and look at, but – so I would guess that was 76, 77. And Seaway was on uh, Main Street. Yeah, it's where Henderson's Pharmacy is now. Yeah. Store that had, it had everything. You name it, it had it. And then um, did you, when did you start working on bikes? 12. So I was probably 10 or 11 when I bought my Seaway bike. And at 12, I was at Mount Logan. Me and Dwayne Smith was going to take these two girls on a bike ride of all places, to Ross Lake on bicycles. At that time, I didn't think my Seaway bike was going to get it. So I went up there on Water Street. It's called River's Bend. And Phil Slattery owned it. And I thought, man, I could get that or I could go out to, I think it was Rinks back then. What was it? Rinks? Rinks oh, yeah, City. I remember that. And they had one out there. I yeah. was like, I don't know. I'm going to try and buy this good bike, which is what you get at a bike shop, a good bike. Yeah. Department store, you get a big glider that when it quits working, you throw it away. So, yeah, my that's when – and since then, I was hooked. I, you know, Phil got me – you know, it was a decent enough bike that you could race at BMX on it, so he got us racing, and I hung out there. And then when Steve bought the place from Phil like a year later, he put me to work. And you've always been involved in bikes since? Yeah, I mean, you know, at, at 19, I got away, got a married factory job and all that stuff. What factory? Uh, RCA. Worked RCA okay. for almost 10 years. Up in Circleville? Yeah. And don't, then I don't miss it any either. No. Then you said, you know what, I'm going to do it full time. And then you had a place, Borland's Crossing. Yep. What was the name, what was the name of that one? Uh, rent and Roll. That's right. Rent and Roll. Uh, and you rented to people on the bike path. You started that. God, I don't even What year was that? Uh, 08. 08. And then from 08 to how long were you there? Almost 10, I think. I think it was almost two years. Yeah. Seems like it was almost two years. Yeah, because in 10, I moved over to over. the corner here. Okay. And then you bought this building we're in, which is awesome. I mean, a couple things. You saved a building. I mean, this it, thing was really close it, to being demolished. It was, pretty, it was pretty bad. It was It was more than pretty bad. I mean, I don't know about being demolished. I think a couple of good storms, it might have. It might have fell over. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, uh, you took this building that was the old uh, white. 
White linen, wasn't it? What was it called? White laundry. White and, laundry. And city linen. I think it had both those names. Yeah. And it was always, uh, I don't know, steamy, and they they didn't really worry about the building at all. Uh, no. The roof. Yeah. They didn't care about the roof. They absolutely didn't care about the windows because it was so hot in there. They they wanted the air to go out. Yeah. When, uh, what was your first thing? Was it the roof? I mean- Yeah. 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 yeah, this roof was replaced when I bought it of the main structure. The side garage, the back was daylight rain just pouring in them. Yeah, just uh, I just um just floors me how a guy can let his building sit there and just water coming through your roof. I I will never the worst. I will never understand how people do that. And then then you insulated it. Uh, you insulated the roof. Then you put new windows in. All new windows, all new doors. The only doors original to this building is the front door. Yeah. Just because I kind of like it. It's cool. And then the downstairs, I mean, I never would have thought it would be like ideal for a bike shop, but it's like perfect. <laughs> it's like made for it. it I, I will admit it was a pretty stressful time after I bought it. It was like, man, I, what am I doing? I spent all this money and I got to spend all, more money. It's like, it was so easy just over on the corner paying rent and opening the door in the mornings, but. Three years, February will be three years I've been in here. And then it, now I'm like, yeah, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. It worked out great. I yeah. think this building would be a good building for just about anything. Now. I think, now? I mean, before it was like, oh my. Before it was like, I don't I don't know if people even noticed this building before because it was such an eyesore. You didn't even want to look over at it. Yeah. It was an eyesore. Thank you for bringing it back to life. Cause it, I, I, I like the building now. Like I say, there, when I bought it, I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? It's a little backstory too. I'm. I'm kind of neighbors with uh, this building. I, I'm down the street, uh, down the alley, and so I've I've seen the progress start and uh, keep on going. So it's kind of been fun. Um, heck, even in the summer, uh, I drove by one time, and uh, gosh, I was I was out at the lake starving, and he had some pizza he was making, and he gave me a little slice of uh, pizza. I thought, oh my god, thank God. I remember that. Yeah. And then that's kind of the start of what you called Alley Pizza. Alley Pizza. And uh, so on Sundays, uh, he would bring his family and friends, and then he invited my fr- uh, family down, and we would uh, would cook out some pizzas, and uh, Micah Shanks would uh, have the um, pizza cooker, Omi or Onami. Or, uh, I'm not sure. It was I, actually, it's funny because it was Micah's idea. He called me one day and said, hey, you want to make some pizzas? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean make some pizzas? Like, I mean, I, I, there's an oven and stuff upstairs, but I, what do you th-? He said, no, I got this portable thing and I'll come over and make pizzas. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not going to turn down pizza. Yeah. Well, and I think then, it, it, that might've been the one you came up the alley and that might've been the first one. I think it was. And, uh, then you invited me down and I started cooking. Micah was happy cause, uh, <laughs> he, he got some relief. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun. It's been fun. It's but been then, fun. Yeah, it's been a good then, time. But uh, then the winter hit, and you're we're stuck inside, and here yeah. we are. But, um, so have you seen biking expand in our area? Uh, yeah, mountain biking for sure. Yeah, and it seems like bike. You know, we got these bike lanes in town now, which a lot of people think that's credited to the Monday Night Ride, which it's not. It's something to do with the library, and they rent bikes, and I think they had a grant, and yeah. uh, they spent. But I think it's awesome because it's oh yeah. Um, you know, a, a bikeable city is uh, a better city. I mean, Absolutely. Um, that it kind of happened at the same time, and 
that's probably why people thought, oh. There's so many. I mean, it absolutely happened at the same time. So everybody says, well, that's great. You guys got these bike lanes. And I'm like, no, we didn't have nothing to do with that. We're just riding our bikes. Yeah. And how did – so you're starting into the idea of the, the community ride. How did that even start? What did you – I don't know. Honestly, it just, you know, there's other cities that do it. And then SE Bikes, which is kind of who give me the ideal. Me and Aaron Lynch actually helped me with the ideal, probably more of his ideal than mine. We just wanted to meet up and ride, which we'd done it before. Just whenever the weather was okay, we'd yeah. text each other, say, hey, let's go ride, just ride around town and do whatever. But we were just six, eight of us riding around town. And then, you know, like I say, SE Bikes, if you Google them or you know, get online and you'll see like Philadelphia and California, there are thousands of people ride, which I don't know how. You know, we had 212 one time, and I don't know how you get 1,000 people to go down I the road no on idea. a bike. Because it's hairy as it, – At 200, it's like, man, how do you get everybody through an intersection? And you don't. And, you know, obviously, we had some people – Have some accidents. Yeah. Some people fall over. Some people look at you and cuss at you and tell you to get out of their way and they're in a hurry and all that, but – it's fun. It's a lot of fun. That's, so that's, you, the reason I do it is because it's fun. Well, yeah, and you started it, and then you you uh, ended at or you started at Fifty West. How did that relationship? Happen? Uh, when Fifty West came to town, they came to me and said that you know they're they're that kind of people. They like to support local things, and yeah, and and they have a bike ride at their one in Cincinnati, and they have a run thing at their Cincinnati. They have all kinds of things at Cincinnati that, and they wanted to see what bikes here, and they offered me beer and. It, you know, to come and have a group ride. I'm like, well, most of the riding I do is mountain biking, which is out of Great Seal, and you can't drink beer there. And then everybody's got to come back in here to drink beer. I'm like, we, we could try it. No yeah. problem. Then I, then when this ride came up, I thought, well, why don't we just ride from there? Then we could all drink beer after the ride or eat a cheeseburger, drink a milkshake. Right. Yeah. And it and, and so it started – how many people started on the first ride? Uh, me and my son was the first one. Okay. Me and Braxton was – we showed up over there. I think it was – I want to say it was April. Okay. And of all days in April, it was probably 98 degrees. Oh, wow. And nobody. I mean, it was hot. And men, we went over, waited around 15, 20 minutes. Nobody showed up. So, yeah, we rode our bikes back over to the bike shop and got back in the air conditioning. <laughs> and then from there, every week, it kind of. And then it went, like, I think next week, I think it was four or five of us. And then six or eight, 15. And 15 for a couple, 15 to 20 for probably two or three rides. And I don't know, social media and 50 West started sharing it. And next thing I know, they're like, I wanted to get to fifty for fifty West, right? And I think it, I think it went from like twenty to a hundred. We we just it blew fifty, 50 away. Yeah. And then it, the, you know, the biggest one was Labor Day or Halloween. No, yeah, I think it was Labor Day. Day. Yeah, two hundred twelve. Yeah, everyone was off work because yeah, it's on a Monday. It's on a Monday. You you start them on Mondays at five thirty. Five thirty. Now you don't do them in the winter, right? No, I planned on it. I told everybody. Everybody said, "When you're gonna stop?" It's like I'm not. I mean, I do ride my bike all year. Like I just rode yesterday, but yeah, but uh, it gets. We a did little... a few after the time change, and it's you know it's so dark, right? I mean, you're not even on your bike yet, and it's dark. It's, it's cold. It's windy. It's not safe. Yeah. So we tried a few. I think the last one I did was like 21 people there. And, and then when you get back to 50 West, everybody just wants to go get warm and don't want to stand around and drink a cold beer. So we did it for a minute and I was like, nah, we're maybe pick it back up. I'm hoping March. Is that when you think March? I'm thinking March, maybe if the yeah. weather cooperates, which March, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, you got to keep that one going. Yeah, I mean, at least it's lighter longer in March. So that's the main thing is it was just dark. It I mean, was dark. It, it was dark at 530. Uh Meredith would said, "Hey, I'm going to go do the ride." And I was like, "Well, have fun. It's uh, freezing and, and windy." It's dark. Yeah, the last one I did, because um, there was like 
two more week Mondays where people rode with, and I wasn't there. I was like, no, I've had enough. Yeah. Because the last one I did, it was like a wind chill of like 16. And man, I just, I, I don't have a hot tub anymore, which I dearly miss. <laughs> but I just couldn't get warm after the thing. I, I just was cold to the bone. I could not warm up. Like, yeah. And like I say, nobody hung out and talked, which that's part of the ride. That's you know? part of it. It's the afterward, the after ride, hanging out, talking, the ride, talking. It's you know when there's only fifteen or twenty, when you get back, one and or two standing there, everybody's kind of shivering. Yeah. So when you're doing that, um, did you ever think that it would just explode? And then also talk about like what's the distance you guys ride and how long does it take and can anyone do it or yeah yeah anyone can do it. I mean everybody's welcome. There's a lot. I mean there's been I think. Five, four, five-year-old kids up to 70s. Well, I think that one guy that one time was 90-something. No way. Yeah. I don't remember seeing him. Yeah, I remember that. I, I, I can't remember the guy's name, I mean, but I remember the guy. It's cool because it's all walks of life. It's, it's all not, walks of life. You Doctors, lawyers. Right. You name it, everybody's there. And then, But then the cool part is we go east side, west side. It's not, it doesn't matter. Nah, no, and that's... That, to me, that's part of the fun because yeah. I grew up on the east side, and it's it's just fun taking people to places. I, I go down alleys, and people are like I didn't even know this was an alley. Yeah, or go down a street like I've never been on this street. Well, and then what's also cool is uh, seeing the the people that are living in their houses looking out the window, like, "What is this? Yeah. Is this a parade?" Or, yeah, no. And then I, you hear people holler out, "Join us every Monday at five thirty. Yeah, you can do it." And I think it works. Some yeah, yeah. there was people showed up that like. They they said we came down their street and they're like okay yeah I think at one time a kid just jumped on his bike and got in there with us I, I had a couple of those people uh, there was one couple I remember I was uh, behind or beside they uh, they happened to just dry, ride their bike to Fifty West for lunch or for dinner and they're like well let's just join this yeah we're on our bikes why and not then, and then I saw them the next week and the next week so I think it's pretty cool how the community kind of just came together and. Uh, I mean, who would have thought that just riding a bike is bringing the community? Thought. Like guy. I say, I mean, everybody's welcome. We, hopefully, by March, we're starting to back up at five thirty on Mondays. But again, I, I wanted to get to fifty, and I thought, man, that's that'd be a, that'd be a good number. That's a lot of people. I'd have never thought yeah. in a million years we'd get two hundred on a ride. And then my my wife got involved too, and uh, she started making shirts, and and that that I helped because that you know those was good numbers when they when she offered when, free shirts, like okay. Yeah. And everyone's like, these are free? Yeah, they're yeah. free. Yeah. It's just to, to, to help the community, and uh, I think it's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's fun. I'm, I'm ready to start again. Yeah, me too. I, I think we all hate winter. And, uh, yeah, and the older we get, yeah. the well, more I hate it. We're upstairs here, and you probably hear this in the background, is that, that heater. Uh, I mean, it, what is it now, 35 degrees? It's it's cold. Cause it's I, tried, cold. I rode around town a little bit before work today. It's like, man, it's it's cold out there. I, yeah, I no went thanks. about I went about six blocks. Like, okay, I'm going back to the shop. It's too cold. So yesterday I saw, was it yesterday? No, two days ago I saw that you were shut down for a, an ODNR meeting. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, it went pretty good. I mean, I, I, yeah. Oh, can it, you elaborate or what was? Well, we're trying to get more trail, another trail that we've been talking about for four or five years, which is yeah, in, in Great at, Seal. Out of Great Seal State Park. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we asked for six trails. We got five of them done and been riding them for over two years. The sixth one's just always been pushed back and pushed back. And we got a new director of trails like last, he's, I think he's been on the job like less than two months. And he came down, talked with us, walked out in the woods, which, which that's, is that's saying good. a lot. That's, and he was he likes it. 
you just we got so we got Imbo, we got a grant. Ty McBee's got a grant coming. I actually got the money. We're just trying to get Imbo, which is International Mountain Bike Association, scheduled to come here to assess our trails and tell us what they think about this thing we want to build and what our trails are like now and what we could do to make them better. So that's kind of what the state guy said yesterday was let's wait and see what Imba says and what they're what they come up with and then we'll go from there as far as trying to get this trail six done. So you um, you've worked uh, pretty hard on these trails for a long time. Uh, yeah. You and me and Dave Piggott do a lot of work and uh, Rick Mauger. Rick Mauger was the trail steward. He's older. He's retired. He goes to Florida for a couple months, so he. Kind of didn't want to be the trail steward if he's in Florida. He don't want the state calling him saying, hey, there's a tree down. So I live at Great Seal. I'm into mountain bikes. So I thought, well, I'll do it. I mean, if there's a tree down, I'm seven houses from the park. Right. So I I took it over. I, I, I don't mind doing it. I mean, a lot of times people probably think, well, you just doing it to, to sell bikes or to do this, or do that. I, I've, I've mountain biked since 1989. I just I just like bikes. I like mountain biking. I, I don't, I'm not against road bikes. It's just that I don't want to be out there on the road. Well, now that everyone's on a cell phone anymore. In this day and age, it's, it's yeah. It's hard. It's, it's re- gravel. Yeah, I'll go down the side of trails and ride gravel, but. Or you can, you know, do a road bike on the um, bike on the, trail. On the bike trail. Yeah. You know, the community ride, that's, you know, it's a little different when you're with 50, 100 people. But to be out there on the road by yourself or maybe one or two other guys, like, no way. Especially and, like going out over Route 50 or, because, you know, road bikers are out in the country. Oh, yeah. You're out on some two-lane road with no berm and. Guys just flying by you with this bush light doing 65 mile an hour. Nah, no nah. thank you. Well, and, and great seal. I mean, I remember when I first came back to town, I went out there. Uh, gosh, who was I with? I think I was with Brandon Haynes. And the trails 20 years ago to now are completely different because I'll be honest with you, I took a hiatus and this is this year was the first year to get back into it. Yeah. it's a, I don't even know where I'm at. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's well, totally, like I said, we added those five trails, so it, it can get confusing. It's totally different. Um, do you see more people uh, from, like, Columbus or surrounding areas coming? Uh, a- absolutely. I mean, like I say, I've been riding out there forever. I've lived there for 18 years I've been out there. I, You know, I'm thinking five, eight years ago, you'd go down there and there'd be no cars in the parking lot, and you might not see anybody out on the trail. Now you go down there and there's cars from, say, occasionally you'll see a guy from, like, West Virginia or Indiana. Yeah. But just as far as the number that tells you what your tag on your tag that what county you're from, yeah, they're from all around Ohio. So it's became more of a destination now. That that's what we want. That's right. why we want Imba here and we want to get it to actually be on Imba's website as a destination to come and ride. Yeah. But for that you need more trails. And then that helps out local um everyone downtown it and helps everyone everybody. i mean you the guy goes and rides he comes and eats a burger and he might want to stay all night if you got if you got a destination you got enough trails he's got to stay all night and, yeah and then he's got to eat that night he's got to stay somewhere that night he's got to drink something yeah so th- yeah, that's the overall plan i mean i think it can happen because we i mean I, I, yeah we're going that direction i mean these these trails are awesome I, and uh, you know and, and i i might be a little biased because i because I live here and I take care of it, but a lot of other people tell me that this is the best riding in the state of Ohio. Everybody yeah. used to say that about Mohican, and I've been to Mohican, I don't know, four or five races. I've never rode there. I've always raced there. It's it's a good place to ride, but, yeah, I, I like Great Seal. Yeah. It's just got a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, when I was riding uh, – so, Jamie, you, you you take people riding a lot. I don't even – what days do you go? I ride every day. I know you If can. anybody wants to ride, I'll ride with you whatever day you want to. And what, when do you meet? 
Um, five, you, usually five thirty. And where do you meet? I, At Great Seal Lick Run Park, Lick Run Road parking lot. Yeah, that's the always where I always start because I live on Lick Run. And for me, that hasn't been on it for twenty years. It was great to go with someone that knows the trails, knows what they're doing, and you know can help you guide you on on what to do um, it, it's you know i mean i've gone to other places i've been to brevard and we go to snowshoe and no matter where you're riding if you know which way to go on a trail it, it can help a lot oh because you know, when we built these new trails i'd be out there riding and i'm coming down the new trail because that's the way it's designed as good down and i run into a guy coming up and i stop and talk to him he's like man this thing's a an ass kicker i'm like well <laughs> sure is you know i'm not telling you which way you can ride it you can ride it whatever way you want but it's preferred to go down the thing not up so <laughs> you know it, it just makes it more enjoyable to to ride the trail in the direction it's going to be more enjoyable or if not it can be real painful oh yeah well and then also your wife um has gotten into helping other girls get involved in mountain biking yeah uh she started a little group this year was that Wednesday? Win, women's Wednesday, women's women's I, Wednesday ride. Women, when Wednesday's crush, women's crush ride. I that's think that's it. what she calls it. I don't know. It's, it's, and it's the same thing. They they meet at five five thirty, uh, Lick Run Road entrance yep. to Great Seal, uh, just to get uh, more girls involved or ladies involved into to mountain bike. Yeah, she 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 really enjoys it. I mean, I think she had like eleven one time. Yeah, it you know it, it's turned out pretty good for her. And, and her, again, her name she's is just Chris. Take, maybe take a new person out and, yeah. you know, show them where, what trail goes where and how to get over a log or how to not, what, what not to do. And yeah, how to navigate it. How to navigate the trail system. And just, she'll, she's got a lot more patience than I do. She'll stop and wait and explain stuff. And now he, he says that, but you had pretty good patience with me because, you know, I'm, my first time out, I was slower than molasses. I'm well, still kind of slow. I, I don't want to be that guy that takes a guy out there and you're like, where'd he go? Yeah. You know, you come to an intersection, you're like, well, which way? Did he go left or right or straight or what am I supposed to do? Here? Well, so. it's, it's always you're waiting for me at the top because that that going up that hill is <laughs> uh, like you said before, it's an ass kicker. Um, so another thing is you you mentioned uh, at one time bringing a, your intention of bringing a pump track to Chillicothe. Can you tell us what a pump track is and? Is that something kids and adults can do together? Everybody can do a pump track. Portsmouth just got one. Dayton got a, just got one. The first time I ever rode one was Portsmouth. And, yeah, it was amazed me that, you know, dads and their kids were out there. And moms was down there. And that one day I went down there, this guy pulls in with two new bikes in the bed of his truck where he had to go to Walmart and buy a bike for him and his kid because they both wanted to ride it. It's it's a concrete, kind of exactly what it says. It's just little hills and you pump them. You you, ideally, you don't want to pedal. You just pump around it, but you can pedal. Is it a workout? It, it's, you know, honestly, I the first one I rode was Portsmouth. And I've seen them. I've watched videos, and I wanted to try one. I thought, yeah, it's just a little concrete track. I mean, you go around it, and, or blacktop, I mean. You go around it in less than a minute. It's like, I can do this all day long. And then I went down and rode one. It's like, yeah, one time around there, you're like, man, I got to stop. I got to catch my breath. And, and the next day, my muscles were so sore. Well, you haven't used those kind. It's just it's in your arms, y- your arms and your back, because you're pumping yeah. your bike to get up and down the hills to make it go forward. Just, like just a lot BMX. of fun. And, and the good thing about it is you can do it. Like today, I thought about because I close early on Fridays and Saturdays. I thought about going down there and riding it today because you can't go in the woods. It's just it's not cold enough to be froze, like it was the other day when I rode. So yeah, you can go ride a pump track today. It yeah. Might be a little chilly, but once you get going around it, you'll be warm. You'll be warm. Just kind of like skiing. It's it's just I, I I was shocked at the exercise and the and the way I felt after riding that. It's like man, this is a heck of a workout. 
Is it and like, it builds skills, you know, it teaches you how to handle your bike better. It's not like going up Great Seal. It's it's not. It's just different. Yeah. Which great, you know, going to Great Seal is different because I've rode long enough that I've had people come out like they've run or they lift weights. They think they're in great shape and yeah. they get two miles back in the woods and they're asking me, how do I get to the truck? And they're puking. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. It's great totally Seal different. Is di- you know, riding a mountain bike at Great Seal is different than, yeah, riding, I, it's different than riding a bike around town. I thought I was... Uh, going to be fine you know i've been riding that peloton for a year because of covid and i thought oh yeah it'll be fine oh my it's i don't and you know i've done it so long i don't know what it is but i know it's different oh, i've it's seen different. a lot of people come out there i mean i've seen the guys that's been in the gym for 10 years and they're in great shape but yeah it's different so on that pump track what kind of bike can you ride a, a mountain bike or you can i mean i've seen people on mountain bikes some 20 inch you know bmx bikes 24 inch bmx bikes they, they got it's called a dirt jumps what i ride and it just kind of does good on a pump track yeah just kind of the perfect size bike which 24 is not a bad size bike for it either they roll pretty good around one and the thing with a mountain bike is the wheelbase is so long it doesn't want to get down in between the two hills and it kind of it's just awkward you can do it i mean Actually, you're allowed skateboards on the thing. The last time oh, I done really? it, there was guys with skateboards out there. Wow! But well, they they don't do it at the same time you're riding a. It's kind of you know it's just an open thing where everybody just goes. You kind of let the guy go so he gets out of your way, and yeah. that's you know skateboard or a kid on a bike or whatever. You just you just kind of let everybody take their turn. So you have been talking to the city, maybe of. of trying yeah, to we're get it. we're we're trying to push for one. It we I just had a meeting with them yesterday too. I had a meeting with the state in the morning and with the city in the afternoon. So, look at you—you're politicking. Yeah, that's <laughs> one thing I'd never do. <laughs> I, right now, we're it, so it's Copple Complex is where we're looking at, and I, okay. I think it's going to happen. It's just—it's like Trail Six at Great Seal. It just takes time. Yeah, more time than I like. But and if you know Jamie, he doesn't like to wait around. I, you know, that's for like you know the new guy that was with the state the other day. I was talking to him out there a little bit. I was like, look, I own my own business, and if somebody walks in my door and has a proposal for me, I could probably answer that within three minutes. It takes them three months to three years to that's, get an answer. That's government. That's it's what I've learned the last couple of years. It's like yeah. they don't move at my pace. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I wanted this pump track last year. We actually had meetings about this this time last year. I think it was late February. We had our first meeting about it. Wow. And here we are, almost February. Yeah, and, but. But it, we've taken lots of steps forward. And yesterday, I think it, we're going in the right direction. Good. I honestly think it's going to happen. It's just hopefully it happens before this next winter. Yeah. Um, so besides your love of bikes, you also have a, a love for old motorcycles. Yeah, Harley's, what, Harley's what, and Indians. What you call like your real job. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said something to me one time that I thought was great. You said sometimes you would just go out to your garage and just sit and admire the old Harleys like uh, people would watch sports. Yeah. Right? I mean, so tell me uh, how you even got involved in – so you go around town or around, around – Around the, the country. country. Yeah, around the country. I mean, I've been to Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New York, Boston. I've been everywhere chasing motorcycles or motorcycle parts. I, I got into it my brothers. You know, I was into bicycles, and then I got into antique bicycles. And they were in the antique Harleys. And, and, you know, when I turned 17, 18, I'm like, well, you know, I, I could ride a motorcycle. And my bike, I can't keep up with them. So, you know, in my 20s, I think I'm like 26, 28, I started really, I bought my first antique one. 
I don't know. There's just something about them. They're like, to me, they're a piece of art. I could sit in my garage and look at them. And yeah. my wife comes out and says, what, what, what are, are you, you doing? doing? Like, I'm just looking at my motorcycle. Let's look at it. It's cool. <laughs> so tell me, uh, what's your, what's your like favorite one? Sheesh, I, there's there's too many. To, right now, my favorite one is a, a, a 48 Azura Blue flathead that I own. Yeah. And it, it's just super run, good running bike. I ride it every chance I can. Which Next is, year, yeah, it'll probably be something different. Yeah. Uh, what's your most, um, I guess, unique or um, sought-after motorcycle you've ever gotten? Man, I don't know. I've had lots of them. I've I've had a couple of Indian forcing ones, which are really cool bikes. I mean, they just sound like an airplane coming down the road. It's an inline four motorcycle. And these things are like, I mean, what, what do these things sell for? That inline four, I had, I paid forty five thousand dollars for it. Wow. And what'd you sell for? I think fifty six. Wow. I got. I had to get it run, and it was you know it sat in this guy's garage since the seventies. So it didn't take much, but it, I put a little bit of money into it. It just, I just like tinker. I like tinkering with them. I like making them run. I like riding them, but I just kind of, once I ride it a little bit, I was like, all right, I'm ready for the next one. And then, so you guys, you do know the uh, Pickers guys, don't you? American I've met Pickers? Mike. I, met, I actually met Mike when I was in Antique Bicycles back in the 80s, late 80s. You know, I met him at the bicycle things. He wasn't, he, know, wasn't, he was Mike yeah. Wolf then. He wasn't Mike Wolf from the Pickers. So then I got into motorcycles and I saw him at these motorcycle things and I talked to him once. Actually, it's funny because I was talking to him and he said he dug a bike out of over by Lancaster, Ohio. And I'm like, man, that's that's, that's not my, right. That's my backyard. Yeah. You shouldn't be in there doing that. But and he told me how he did it. He just a real presentable guy, easy to talk with, just a super nice guy. Really. And I've seen him at all these meets. You know, he, he used to go to a lot of the meets. Now he kind of only does the one in Iowa because that's his hometown. That's his, and yeah. He's usually off and makes makes he makes his boss let him off that weekend so he can go to that. Huh. But he's got. I mean, you know, eight years ago he'd stop and we'd talk and shake hands and you know. But now he's kind of like, and I get it. It's like everybody wants to stop and talk to him and take a picture with him when, and all that. When they were in town, weren't they in town? Did they ever stop? They've by been here? through town. Yeah, they, yeah. They've never been here because yeah. I, I mean, Mike knows me well enough to know that. You can't come here. I'm not gonna sell you something for no. a thousand, so you can sell for two thousand. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Well, he might. It might be good camera. I don't know. Yeah. TV. Yeah. Um. So downstairs, going back down here is. I mean, and you actually just gave me a, a coffee drink. Um, Ice Cubana. Ice Cubana. You ever have plans of opening that thing down there? I've thought about it and thought about it, but I'm. I love ice cubana and I drink two or three a day, but do I want to come in here at seven o'clock in the morning and start making them for people? No. no. I'll come in here at eight on Sundays and make you one because nobody else makes them on Sundays. Yeah. You know, the coffee shops are open on Sundays, but and that's kind of why I, honestly, that's why I got my own espresso machine because it's like, you know, I started drinking them. I got hooked on them. I was like, well, yeah, but now I can't get one on Sunday. Or like uh, a holiday. I remember. Or like a holiday. I remember walking by uh, Thanksgiving for the um, Larry for the, Cox. The turkey trot. Turkey trot. Yeah. And you're like, you want coffee? I'm like, not good right now, but <laughs> it's good <laughs> yeah, to know. You want, a, you want a coffee before you go run? <laughs> um, and you helped a, a neighbor at one time a couple years ago, didn't you? Uh, down there at Rose came in here for a little bit. And yeah, they were in there for nine months. Nine months. Yeah. So, he, he obviously he was building a new building. And I guess his lease was up on his old building and needed some. He said he needs two or three months. And 
nine months later, he moved into his new building. Did you uh, did you charge him or is it? No, I think he split the bills with it. he split like the heating and electric. That's pretty awesome. That's Rent a, was just free coffee. That's a that's a that's a good neighbor. Yeah, that's neat. Well, I mean that you know I like I like coffee. I know you. Too. I had my own espresso machine before then, so he kind of moved mine out of the way because his is much better. But you have don't don't you have a sister? I have a my sister. So my niece, your niece, okay. has Grandview Grind up in up in Grandview. Wow, you can hear it now. We can hear it. Is that heater's yeah. down? Yeah, now we're all warm and toasty, which is great. Um. So just on Sundays, if you're here, we can always stop by. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I I drink one every day, so I got to come <laughs> in on Sundays and make it. Now, again, that's why I don't want a shop, a coffee shop, because I, I come in when I get. Yeah. When I get here, I get here, which is usually before ten or eleven. I mean, even for the bike shop, if there's a sunny day, uh, I, you should have something like, "Hey, it's a, it's a it's a bike day." Yeah. You know, when I lived in Colorado, they called it a powder day. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, hey, gotta go. We'll be back. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's part of owning a small town bike shop, independently yeah. owned. It's like, yeah, you can do what you want. I gotta go chase a Harley part today, or yeah, I'm going to snowshoe and ride. Yeah. There were several times this past summer where me and my wife and son Braxton went. Yeah, we just closed Friday and Saturday because we're going to snowshoe. Yeah, as you should. Um, I always ask uh, a couple questions at the end. Uh, more for myself, maybe for people. Um, what's your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot? Mm, breakfast is probably at home because my wife makes pretty good breakfast. Man, lunch, you know, it's funny. If Braxton was here, he would really giggle at this because he comes in for and I'm like, well, we're eating for lunch. And it's always something. I, it's always something around here. I'd say lately it's probably our kitchen. Yeah. Because, man, their hamburger. I think it's called American Burger or something. That thing is, whew. It's that, good. I, at this this time, of the, I would say it's that for lunch, dinner. Yeah, we're all over the place. I know. Usually home or, yeah. Taylor's has got a good burger too, though. Oh, they do. It's really and, good. And the beer is really, really cold, but I haven't had a beer in a month and a half, so. Yeah. You said it screwed with you last I time. I don't know what happened. It just, it, all of a sudden, like, bam, beer don't sound good anymore, <laughs> which is kind of odd because beer was sounding really good the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, night owl, early riser, both early riser. Yeah. I mean, if something comes up and I'm up till 12 or one o'clock doing something at night, I'm still up at six thirty or seven. I don't, I got, it must be a natural alarm clock. I, it is. Yeah. I could not tell you the last time I slept past eight o'clock. I couldn't either. Even, I mean, if I stayed up till five in the morning, I, I don't sleep past eight o'clock. You can't. No. Well, thank you for your time. Thank and, you. And, uh, thanks for sitting down and I mean, uh, we're actually on a – I'm laid out on a couch, and he gave me a Cubana, and it's pretty, pretty good. Pretty comfy up here. It's Warm great. and toasty now. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Thank you.